Today, the readings are, all three of them, about um, Israel's vocation to be a light to the nations. Um, Isaiah prophesies that uh, Jerusalem will be the holy mountain upon which all the nations gather to offer true worship to the true God. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, um, talks about how Israel's disobedience was actually for the good of the nations, of the Gentiles, um, because their final disobedience in uh, rejecting the Savior, Jesus, who came from Israel, who embodied Israel's vocation, really, um, to be God's own uh, possession, God's own people. Jesus is the only one that fulfills that mission uh, in offering himself totally to the Father. Um, that, that sacrifice, that death, that rejection of the Messiah is what saves all the nations, not just Israel, but all of the nations. And so um, it's actually a good thing. And then in the gospel today, we see a foreigner, someone who is not part of the nation of Israel, a Canaanite woman coming to Jesus to ask for healing for her child. And at first, um, she doesn't receive it. And she persists and, and continues to ask. And finally, Jesus, again, embodying Israel, his blessing, his healing that he's come into the world to give it is not just for the lost sheep of Israel, it turns out, but for all the nations. So what does that mean? Um, first of all, for us, it means that uh, if we're chosen, which we are, if you're baptized, you've been chosen by God for some special mission. Uh, you've been chosen to be his adopted son or daughter. But that chosenness is not just for you. My being chosen as a priest is not just for me. God's election always uh, entails a mission. It's always for the sake of another. And that is what Jesus, most of his uh, harsh preaching and teaching in the Gospels is against those who think, well, God has chosen us, we're special, we obey the law, we fast, we tithe, so who cares about the rest of these people? I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. God has chosen me, he loves me, and yet that they don't see how that, that chosenness is for the sake of drawing others into that kind of relationship with God. Um, so we who are chosen must, must share that love, that relationship that we enjoy in being chosen by God. Um, but also I think we can learn from the Canaanite woman. Um, there's a great reflection in the Magnificat for today, actually, from a priest from the Middle Ages who talks about her, uh, her meek stubbornness or her meek confidence, that she stands her ground. At first, there's a silence, you know, which in, in some ways this whole story is a microcosm of the entire history of salvation, right? Jesus is there in the middle, the word of God from which all things have come. And all of us, because of the original sin, are exiled in darkness. And we long to be back in that light, but we're all wandering in this wasteland, this self-imposed exile. And Israel has been chosen to gather around that light, right? to be a light to the nation so that others may see it and also gather. Uh, that, was, that was the purpose, so that, that on that mountain, the temple of true worship, everyone would gather up. Um, and this uh, Canaanite woman is like the pagans, the, the ones who are ignorant even of the fact that there's something else, that there's something more, um, that they've just kind of become content in, not content, but resigned to the fact that evil reigns where we live, and this woman's daughter is, is oppressed by a demon. 
there's something in her in seeing Jesus that, that there's a possibility of something more that I could have healing in this brokenness I could be whole again um, and at first she's ignored she received nothing but silence and she's told to go away and then when she comes to the to the altar if you will to comes to Jesus feet she apparently gets rejected he says that the dogs don't get the food the children do um, meaning the lost sheep of Israel and she persists in stubbornness and standing her ground but not in a way that's like no I deserve it too you know she's still meek she's still humble in saying what she says please Lord for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters and then all of a sudden we've seen what Jesus has done here she's drawn out of her this deep faith um, if you think about like what John says at the end of his gospel there wouldn't be enough books in the entire world to fill all that Jesus did and said Think of the thousands of healings that Jesus did, some of which nobody even knew about because people were just touching the tassel on his cloak and getting healed. Uh, only a, f- a fraction of the total healings that Jesus did are recorded in the gospel. So why does Matthew record this one? Because in a way, it sums up everything that we're about, um, that we don't deserve God's love. We don't deserve what he's given us in Christ. And yet we can still stand with confidence and persistence in prayer to him. That Christ himself is the holy mountain. He is the new Jerusalem. He is the place where we find a restored relationship with God and we ourselves are restored to integrity and wholeness again. Um, And so we do not possess that on our own. We do not possess that because we deserve it. We cannot rest on our laurels and say, oh, I'm chosen. God loves me. I'm good to go. No, it's always a mission that pushes us out because we recognize I haven't done anything to deserve this. I was a baby when I was baptized, right? But I was given the greatest gift that I'll ever have in my entire existence. My immortal existence was given to me when I had no ability to choose it. So God has chosen all of us in that way. Not because we warrant it or because we merit it, but simply because he loves us. And we can count on that. We can stand with confidence before him with all of our needs.